Good morning, Elmo Heights. My name is Chris Estes. My trail name, my full trail name is Bonespur, the Chapalachian. As you heard, I spent the better part of the past year serving as the 2021 Appalachian Trail through hiker chaplain for the United Methodist Church. In light of that and my appointment here, today I shall be referred to as the Reverend Bonespur, the Chapalachian, if that's all right with you. Good. This morning I'd like to talk to you about the Appalachian Trail, the chaplaincy, and how trusting the Lord in all my ways and leaning not on my own understanding led me there. The Appalachian Trail, and by the way, since we're south of the Mason-Dixon line, that's how we say it, Appalachian. We'll let the people in the north say Appalachian if they care to, that's all right. Some of them even say Appalachian, can you imagine that? So let me hear you say it loud and proud, Appalachian. That's what I'm talking about right there, yeah. Well, the Appalachian Trail, or AT, is a 2,193.1 mile continuous footpath that traverses the Appalachian Mountains through 14 states in the eastern U.S. The states, going in the order that I did them in, and let me do this without referring to my notes, all right? West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, then flipping back south to West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Georgia. I think, that, is that 14, Lamanda? I think I got them all, right? All right, good. I'm, I'm glad I did. So anyway, why did I list them in that order? Well, there's a variety of ways people through hike the trail. The traditional route is northbound, or Nobo, from Springer Mountain, Georgia, northwest of Atlanta, to Mount Katahdin in north-central Maine. The vast majority of thru-hikers do it this way, starting in February or March and finishing five to seven months later. A smaller group does the trail southbound, or Sobo, starting in Maine in June or July and then finishing in Georgia. An even smaller group of very special hikers like Bonespur the Chapalachian, do what's called a flip-flop through hike. Usually flip-floppers start in April or May in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, near the midpoint of the trail. Then we head north for three or four months to Maine, then flip back down to Harpers Ferry and head south to Georgia for two or three months. My licensed local pastor school was in mid-May, so it made sense for me to do a flip-flop starting in late May. In addition to allowing me to finish the school, doing the flip-flop allowed me to take advantage of ideal weather for most of the trip. I also experienced the fall colors in Maine in September and in the Shenandoahs in Virginia in October. No matter which way one travels, a successful through-hike means walking every step of the trail in either direction within one year from your start. I accomplished just that last month on January 15th. And no one is more surprised than me, trust me, <laughs> trust me. While three million people per year visit the trail, most are day hikers or section hikers. Each year, just 4,000 people attempt to through hike. 
Historically, only 20% finished the journey. Since Earl Schaefer became the first successful thru-hiker in 1948, around 21,000 people have completed the trail. Interestingly, around 21,000 people have ever won an Olympic medal. Think about that. So from now on, it's okay for you to think of me as an Olympian-type endurance athlete. That's okay for you to think. Now, the Appalachian Trail Chaplaincy is an ongoing outreach ministry of the Holsting Conference of the United Methodist Church. The Holsting Conference includes Eastern Tennessee, Western North Carolina, Southwest Virginia, and North Georgia. Every, every year since 2013, the ministry has commissioned a chaplain to thru-hike the AT and offer spiritual strength, comfort, and encouragement to fellow hikers. I was the ninth thru-hiker chaplain, just bringing the love of Jesus the Christ to the thru-hiking community on and off the trail. I considered it my mission to be a loving, listening, non-reactive presence with people on and off the trail. I also considered it a personal goal to talk to every single person I came across. I probably talked to over 1,500 people, maybe 2,000. Much to the chagrin of my various part hiking partners throughout the journey. So, how does a mild manner recovery minister and billboard salesman like me become a chaplain and successful thru-hiker of the Appalachian Trail? Well, trust me, it wasn't because I dreamed it up and set my eye on the prize, no. It happened because I have learned to make myself available to trust the Lord in all my ways and lean not on my own understanding. Well, how so, Bonespur the Chapalachian? How do you do that? Well, by asking, listening, and then acting. Asking God in prayer, listening with an open mind, and acting on what I heard by doing the next right thing. As many of you know, I am the pastor of recovery ministry here at the church. I've been a sober member of an anonymous 12-step fellowship since July 24th, 1999. There, I have had it drilled into me to first pray. That's ask. I've asked God to keep me sane and sober first thing in the morning every day for 22 years. And God has. In the summer of 2020, I completed the 485-mile Colorado Trail between Denver and Durango. Wondering where to hike next, I asked God in prayer, God, where do I hike next? In Jesus' name, amen. Then I waited. Two months or so later, my 12-step sponsor, Dr. Bill B., who's over here, hi Bill, called out of the blue, he just called out of the blue. Now in recovery, we have sponsors that are part mentors, part spiritual advisors, and part drill sergeants. Dr. Bill B. is all three. On the phone, Bill said, you know, Chris, you need to hike the Appalachian Trail and share good news with people on the East Coast. They need it. I told him, 
Yeah, I'll get right on that. Goodbye. Click. Appalachian Trail, sure. The most difficult of the long trails. What about my business, my ministry? How do I do it physically, logistically, spiritually, emotionally? I filed all that into the no way department. <laughs> but a month or so later, I'm looking at Facebook, first thing in the morning, as you do, and saw the following announcement. Appalachian Trail Chaplaincy seeking applicants for 2021 through hiking chaplain with a link to the application. Really, God? I clicked the link and looked at the application. The first requirement was that the applicant have familiarity with recovery ministry. You're joking, right? Then I saw it was a Methodist ministry, and I met every other qualification. Okay, God, I'm listening. Now I guess it's time to act. I did the next right thing. I asked my wife for permission. <laughs> then I applied. As I like to say, the board of the chaplaincy made a mistake and picked me. <laughs> This started a journey of surrender that I've been walking ever since. From that point forward, it seemed that God has put the right people in my path to make my path straight up and down the trail. In my business, Vanessa Ritchie, with 25 years' experience in my industry, showed up and partnered with my wife to make the business thrive. In ministry, James L., is a member of Laurel Heights United Methodist Church with 20 years recovery, took over the Pioneer Group Recovery Ministry here and at Haven for Hope, and it thrived. Now, this was all a real gift to me. I've been tied to my business for 38 years and the ministry for 20. One day in Connecticut, I was sitting on a rock eating my lunch of dried figs from Costco and dried beef sausage from South Africa and a cliff bar. <laughs> and noticed emails on my phone. I thought, not only do I not have to respond to these emails, I don't even have to read them. This is what freedom tastes like. First time in 38 years. More, Lord, more. And how did this happen? By me reading another book on how to relax and prosper in business and ministry? No, by asking, listening, and acting, trusting the Lord in all my ways and leaning not on my own understanding. Let me share some slices of life from the trail. First, what's with the name, Bone Spur the Chapalachian? Hikers usually adopt trail names while hiking the trail. They are often descriptive or humorous. Frequently, one of your hiking partner gives it to you. Fresh Air is a hot air balloon photographer. I gave her that name. Carjack stole her towed car back from an impound after a Grateful Dead show. <laughs> Somewhere gave herself her name because she didn't want one like her friend, Snot Rocket. <laughs> Another way to get one is to do something stupid in front of people. And you'll get one. Dirty Postus 
spilled her north side dish into the dirt in front of a group of people. And then she ate it. <laughs> I became bone spur on the Colorado Trail because I have a bone spur in my right foot, and I love the San Antonio Spurs. I gave myself the additional name, the Chapalachian, on the AT because that was my role. This leads me to what did life look like on the trail? Well, the Appalachian Trail is, a is very difficult. It's very difficult. 2,193.1 miles is a long way. Can I get an amen? Yeah. The terrain is frequently rocky, rooty, muddy, wet, slick, and steep. There are rarely any smooth, flat sections. I often ask the question, is the trail a stream or is the stream a trail? Or is the trail a vertical rock climb or is this vertical rock climb the trail? The answer to those questions is yes. I fell a lot. Here's some hard-won wisdom. I didn't fall every time I had my phone in my hand, but every time I fell, I had my phone in my hand. <laughs> Hard-won wisdom there. It seemed I was always ascending or descending. It seemed that way because I was. Frequently, these climbs would lead me to what we call pointless ups and downs. It can be disappointing to spend two hours on a 2,000-foot vertical ascent only to be enveloped in trees or clouds bo or both on top. The lesson I learned after experiencing this many times is this. Listen, there's always a view. You just need to know where to look. There's always a view. You just need to know where to look. Sometimes the view is a spectacular 360-degree panorama of the White Mountains of New Hampshire with the moving fog and clouds and sunlight changing the view from moment to moment. Sometimes the view is of the seemingly endless peaks and ponds and lakes of Maine. And sometimes the view is of a multicolored autumn leaf, a carpet of them in Maine. There's always a view. You just need to know where to look. I experienced every type of weather from stifling hot and humid in New York in June to knee-deep snow in Georgia in January. From weeks of spectacular 70-degree sunshine to days of rain. July in Vermont brought Tropical Storm Elsa and more rain than the state had had in years. Vermont's nickname is Vermud, even in dry years. This year featured ankle-deep mud and shim-deep water for 100 miles. I also experienced spectacular sunrises and sunsets. The sky red across the entire horizon. Boy, we've had a sunset like that around here the last couple days. Just gorgeous. If you get a chance sometime, go out back of the church on an evening and just see what that sunset looks like in, as a backdrop for this church. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Creation itself screamed of God's glory every day. If I was camping, I carried a lightweight tent, sleeping pad, quilt, a stove for boiling water for coffee and rehydrating meals, 
rain gear, extra clothes, first aid, toiletries, and other essentials. My base weight was around 20 pounds. Water and food could increase the weight to more than 30 pounds. The trail has more than 250 shelters and campsites available for hikers. These shelters are generally open three-wall structures with a wooden floor. Shelters are usually spaced a day or so apart and most often near a water source and with a privy. They generally have spaces for tents in the vicinity. There's often bear boxes, hanger poles, or pulley devices to keep our food away from the critters, particularly rodents. Some people love camping. I'm not one of those people. Some people love sleeping on the ground or next to a snoring hiker in a shelter. They eat ramen and Skittles and Snicker bars and don't shower for four days. I'm not one of those people. I'll do it, but I don't love it. In fact, I did it. One time in Maine, I camped for five days and four nights straight. Generally, however, I tented or stayed in a shelter only when necessary. Fortunately, the AT provides plenty of opportunities to live more in the style I prefer. There's many hostels, motels, bed and breakfasts, huts and lodges available near the trail. I can spend between 20 and $90 a night and enjoy a bed, shower, laundry, heat, air conditioning, frequently breakfast and dinner, Netflix, rides to stores and restaurants, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and other essentials. I also spent a total of 20 nights at the home of United Methodists who support the ministry. Overall, I spent 20% of my time camping and 80% indoors. Now about ministry on the trail. I began each day on the trail with Father Michael's prayer. Father Michael Judge was the chaplain of the New York City Fire Department and tragically one of the first fatalities on 9-11-2001. He was also a 30-year sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous. In his pocket, he carried the following prayer. Lord, take me where you want me to go. Let me meet who you want me to meet. Tell me what you want me to say and keep me out of the way. I said that prayer first thing every morning. My job the rest of the day was to talk to people, listen, act, and stay out of God's way. Whoever I came across on the trail, in camp, or at a hostel, I would talk to. I would usually ask their name, introduce myself. Hi, I'm Bonespur, the Chapalachian. And go from there. Being the Chapalachian would usually bring a laugh and inspire a question. People were genuinely interested and impressed that the United Methodist Church would send a chaplain out on the trail every year. I was impressed with the number of people of faith in general, and United Methodists in particular out there on the trail. Frequently, I would pray with people right on the trail. More frequently, in the hostels, in town, in shelters. Another conversation starter were the patches I wore on my shoulder strap 
which I think they're going to show up on the screen here, I hope. Perhaps not. I had uh, patches on my shoulder strap. One of the patches was for the chaplaincy. The other patch identified me as a friend of Bill W. It says, I am a friend of Bill W. with the AA logo on it. Bill W. is the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. For people in recovery, that patch identified me as a person they could talk recovery with. This is particularly important for people like me. We have a saying, meeting makers make it. When I'm home, I go to a 12-step meeting nearly every day. Most people in recovery operate on a similar schedule. Spending eight months on a trail in the middle of rural America makes it difficult to attend many meetings. Although we were frequently in town, the towns are small and usually only have one meeting a week. If the meeting's on Friday and you're in town on Tuesday, you're out of luck. My Bill W. patch led to dozens of impromptu meetings on the trail, in camp, or in the hostels. Trusting in God in all my ways and leaning not on my own understanding led to a very fruitful ministry experience for me and others. All I had to do was show up and then stay out of God's way. You can do the same. You don't have to be a superhuman Olympian-like endurance athlete like Bone Spur the Chapalachian. You are the Chapalachians of your own trail. Your street, your neighborhood, your school, your family, your church, your workplace. By trusting the Lord in all your ways and leaning not on your own understanding, you can be the loving, listening, non-reactive presence this world needs. Just ask. First pray. Listen with an open mind. Act. Starting with the first thing, the first step, the first word, the first phone call. Do the next right thing. Your Appalachian Trail is the path right before you. Let us pray the prayer I, of, of Father Michael. Let's bow our heads. God, take us where you want us to go. Have us meet who you would have us meet. Tell us what you would like us to say. And keep us out of your way. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you all.